Hello and welcome to Battle of the Decades. Yeah. 80s versus 90s, y'all. I'm your host, Mike, and along with me is Josh the Merc. What's what? Josh? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, <laughs> this is our second round, second episode. Yeah. Our second battle. The war is raging. The battles are continuing. Yeah, it is on, folks. The heat is on, Josh. The heat is on. <laughs> the heat is on. Uh, welcome to the action comedy uh, round here. Uh, I chose this because a little recap before we even move forward here. A little recap from last time. If you're just listening or watching this for the first time, uh, Battle <laughs> of the Decades is a show where Josh and I will battle 80s and 90s movies together based upon a topic or genre. Last time we did Spielberg, he chose Jurassic Park, I chose E.T., and uh, yeah, the 90s won. Jurassic Park won that one. That they so did. Josh has got a point so far. So uh, moving forward, I chose action comedy, and I was like, I'm going to choose Beverly Hills Cop. And Josh is like, hey, I got Rush Hour. That's right. I, and you know what? Funniest thing, I've ne- before this, never seen Beverly Hills Cop before. So this was, a, before this was this, a first for me. <laughs> and before this, I've actually never seen Rush Hour fully. So it, it kind of balances it worked out, out for man. this episode. It, it worked out. We were uh, a little, I feel like, a little less, maybe more biased. I don't know. But I feel like I was more open to receiving Beverly Hills Cop because I had no preconceived notions about it. So I've heard, I've only heard things about Rush Hour, you know, things about that. But, um, yeah, with how the show works is that it's like kind of a court. We kind of will address the film, talk about why we think is the best action comedy within our decades, and uh, we'll kind of banter back and forth about the films, and we'll come to a conclusion maybe which one's the best. Or if we're tied, we'll go to you, the people at home who are voting on Twitter on the Mercury Movie Blog uh, Twitter account and see That's who right. wins that. So make sure you're following at movie blog Merc on Twitter to get in those polls because those are very important to us as you continue watching the series or listen to the series. So uh, since I went last time talking about my film, Josh, why don't you talk about your f- film Rush Hour opening statement? Okay. So Rush Hour 1998. Great film here. Uh, directed by Brett Ratner. Written by Jim Kauf and Ross Lamana, starring Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Uh, I, 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 one of the things I remember distinctly about this film, kind of, I was in, let's see, I think I was 14 when this movie came out. And so it hit me at that right age. It had, it had all that crazy action, the, the funny humor. I like Chris Tucker. Uh, I loved him in uh, The Fifth Element. And I think I had seen that before I had ever seen this. And so I had already been like, oh, yeah, I really like that guy. So when it came to this movie, Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, I couldn't. I was like, you can't beat that. Granted, I was still young in my in my uh, film going uh, stages back then. But rewatching this, man, I, I think it still holds up, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's damn good, and uh, I'm excited to, to kind of get into it. Yeah, uh, right on. 
Uh, Beverly Hills Cup, by the way, 1984 mm -hmm. film directed by Martin Brest. Uh, Brest as in B-R-E-S-T. Not that kind of breast, people. Get your mind on the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is written by Daniel Petrie Jr. And it stars Eddie Murphy as Axel Foley. And you, guys, you got a great, you know, sporting cast. You got Judge Reinhold, you got Josh Ashton, Ro uh, Ronnie Cox, um, Paul Reiser, uh, and even Jonathan Banks, who people will realize he's from uh, Breaking Bad, uh, his one of his early yeah. roles. So uh, yeah, Mike, Mike Ermintrout, and he's got hair. It's weird. It's yeah. weird to see him with <laughs> kinda, hair. Kind of is. <laughs> um, but I, I saw this as a teen, like I kind of discovered it on tv once and it's like eddie murphy you know he's he's funny he's i, I grew up watching eddie murphy and i saw a bit of a hills cop this is like his first kind of solo run film you know he was like 23 years old when he did this film oh wow and uh he he uh it stood out to me and i i laughed i loved the way the action sets everything up um it, it's it's more on it's more comedy than action, but you know what? It's that's what makes it an action comedy. He focuses yeah. on that really well. Yeah. Rush Hour, I would say. Chris Tucker is is an actor that I <laughs> the Phil Felman, he was really, really whiny and annoying, in my opinion. He had that weird hairdo going on in that film, but he, in this one, he's still the same, you know, mouth going off kind of guy. And I guess it works for the character that he is. I mean, what I've noticed is that Belly Hills Cup and Rush Hour are kind of the same thing when you break it down and to boil it down. Because you've got yeah. Chris Tucker, Eddie Murphy, they're kind of the same kind of, they're wheeling and dealing their mouths as a cop. And yeah. sure, sure, Chris Tucker has Jackie Chan as a partner. In uh, Murphy, however, Axel Foley has two kind of partners with uh, Taggart and Rosewood, yeah. in a way. So there's kind of that dynamic. <laughs> the only differences between the two are kind of like the crimes that happen. You know, yeah. one's a murder, one's a kidnapping. <clears throat> so among other things. So yeah, and with Rush Hour, you in the '90s you had that kind of big wave of like martial arts stuff making its way into American movies. You know, like John Woo was was big in the '90s, like those types of things. So, like with Jackie Chan coming in, you get a lot of that type of action. Whereas in Beverly Hills Cop, it's 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 not that kind of action. It's you know your typical '80s action, which is great action, but it's 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 very different. Um, so it has a very different feel. Uh, Rush Hour is very kind of frenetic, and I think Chris Tucker adds to that. You know, he instead of clashing with it, I think him. I think he actually fits well with the style of film that they were making here. Uh, surprisingly. And I, I do understand a lot of people find him annoying. I get it. Uh, he, uh, he's an acquired taste, I'd say. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to say that the other two films in this are the best. Uh, I, I enjoy them still, but uh, uh, this one I think is by far uh, the best of the three. And I don't know. I, I really like the chemistry uh, quite a bit between Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Um, they're able to, to banter off of one another really well. And uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of great uh, jokes between the two of them. Uh, I found uh, during, during my rewatch. So 
Do you do you speak the words that I'm speaking? Do you understand the words that I'm <laughs> do speaking? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> oh, I will there, say this though. Rewatching it, there were some questionable lines of dialogue. I was like, ooh, I don't know if that would fly, guys. Like now, like ooh, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, that's uh. Yeah, I can see that too, actually, because Rusher has those, those questionable lines. And even Beverly Hills Cop has some questionable kind of things, even in the 80s. Like, there's some, yeah. uh, a lot of homosexual kind of things going on with yeah. uh, Eddie Murphy kind of portraying, like, a gay guy trying to get into Victor Maitland's club, you know, oh, trying yeah, to... Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a septic uh, hepatitis C or something, just trying to get in. Like, you might have gets yourself checked. You know, yeah. Can you can you tell him that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure. Like Axel goes in, he creates these characters for these scenarios he's in, trying to solve his best friend's murder, and it's clever. It is like smart. He's like not your average cop. Like he's a street level cop that's smart, yeah. and compared to the Be the Beverly Hills cop, uh, you know, they're just like by the book. You know, yeah. it is a fish out of the water, which is weird because like I watch a lot of procedural shows, and you like, you almost never see that. You know, this is a prison that we are completely by the book. Like you never see that anymore. So it was actually really interesting to to see. It was uh, Beverly Hills is very much high tech compared to Detroit, where it's yeah. uh, very like run down and oh, um, but the action starts right away in both films too, where. Billy Hills Cop has the the truck scene at the beginning of the chase. Dude, that truck scene <laughs> is epic. I that have is. to I, I have to give it to to Beverly Hills Cop here because like I'm watching that I'm like holy shit they're just going for it with this truck man it's just plowing through everything it's it's complete chaos and it was awesome. <laughs> it was it is it is so like when it does action it does action very well like yeah. it is like. And what I love about Billy Hills Cop is that it emphasizes on the soundtrack. The soundtrack is phenomenal. They'll play songs to like move the action forward. You have uh, Neutron Dance by Pointer Sisters playing during the truck scene. Uh, it, it, it's there's a score in Beverly Hills Cop, which is uh, scored by Harold Faltemeyer. He does the uh, theme tune Axel F, which is uh, a chart topping song in the eighties. <laughs> Oh. Uh, a very good theme for Axel. He's a, uh, I love. It's actually one of my favorite songs to listen to. I love the song so much. Uh, you don't get that as much with uh, the stuff in the '90s, especially in Russia. That is true. That is true. The '90s were more visual based as opposed to auditory based when it came to yeah. what they wanted you to remember. Yeah, I I couldn't even like tell you the score in Russia at all because no. and there's like certain points where if Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan appears. There's some like like uh, Asian influence instrumental going. Yeah, definitely some of that going on. Um, I mean, honestly, the only the only piece of music that I even remember, and I just watched the movie like a couple of days ago. Uh, the only piece of music that I even remember is "War." Is the song "War" because that's like a that's like a a very prominent scene uh, yeah. in culture. So other than that, yeah, I, I can't say that uh, the music stands out otherwise. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Um. But like you talk about how the, the action 
in Beverly Hills stands out when it when it's there, and it and it does. But there's a, there's kind of less of it, you know. That's the thing; it's a bit more subdued when it comes to that. There are mm-hmm. some big set pieces, but Rush Hour it's action throughout most of it. It is whether you know it starts off with it, Jackie Chan doing his thing. We get several of those types of scenes, uh, big shootouts, all kinds of crazy stuff. People going out windows, um, like they 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 kind of they crank it up for this movie, and I and I really. It was it was just it was a fun watch. I gotta say, it was nice to to get back to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then there's like that car explosion at the beginning with Chris Tucker. That yeah. was a bit a bit wild with that scene. Like, <laughs> drop, drop your, what are you doing? Drop your guns. <laughs> well, here's my thing. Okay, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, dude, stop talking so loud. Like he's the reason the cops are like noticing them. And it's like, if you were freaking yelling uh, about the C4 and shit, then maybe they wouldn't have, like, noticed you and came over. I'm just saying. It, it's the thing. It's like, his tactics are, like, way off. Like, he's yelling and screaming. And, like, compared to Eddie Murphy as Axel, he's more he's more subdued with, uh, you know, he's he, smart. Like He is more subdued, but he also uh, had a double tractor trailer full of cigarettes. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. Tear <laughs> born hijacking. That's the pretty. Last that's week. pretty big. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh man, I I smoke king size pens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and oh, even like talking about like the procedural stuff, like um, in Beverly Hills Cop, you have Inspector Todd, which uh, he's like the typical kind of loudmouth captain you have in a police station. He's Todd is great, and he's actually a real life, uh, like a sheriff in Detroit. He's mm. he's only acted in those three films of Beverly Hills Cop, um, oh, wow. and he's really good. He's he's phenomenal as the captain. Meanwhile, the captain Rush Hour, he's old to say the yeah. least, <laughs> but I don't. But yeah. he puts, but he puts like he puts. Uh, Chris Tucker on the assignment of you know the case of the finding the girl, so I guess that kind of works out for the plot. So yeah, I mean, my movie also has somebody who barely did any acting. Also, we had the little girl who play, who was a Su Yun. She did just this movie and a, like one like short film. That was it. That was did it. she come back in Rush Hour Three? No, not not that. I mean, it might have been a different actress. But oh, that could that be the character came back. Not, the, yeah, I got gotcha. Actress, uh, gotcha. I looked her up. I was like, I was like, that's it. This movie and a short film, and that's all she ever did. Wow. Yeah. 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 And I thought she was actually damn good. Like last last episode, we talked a lot about kid actors. You yes, know, we did. And how Jurassic Park just didn't wasn't cutting the mustard when it came to the kid actors. I gotta say, I thought she did damn good. So I was like surprised when I found out that this was her only actual like feature film. Yeah, that I, was. She I was, could have seen her doing more. She was good, and yeah. uh, and the and the, so the bad guy in Rush Hour, he is menacing. He is just like he's got the blonde hair going for yeah. him, and like yeah, I'm watching is. this, and I'm like, I I know this guy, and I and it took me forever to figure out where I knew him from. Uh, he's from Lost, and then he's also in. Uh, uh, Eternals, but I, I haven't seen that. Or not Eternals, Inhumans. He's in Inhumans. Oh. Um, and uh, that new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Old. 
And I was uh, like, I know I recognize this guy. And it, and it was bothering me for a while. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, but yeah, he he's real good in this, man. He's yeah, really he's a, good. He's he's a decent villain, like, and and he does drop the the title too, like a rush hour. I'm like, oh, he does yeah. say the title of a film. I'm like, okay, <laughs> a little fucking random. That was such okay. a thing, man. That was such a thing in, in the nineties. So much so that Family Guy made fun of that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all, they Very said the so. name. Yeah, rush hour. Um, <laughs> rush hour. Then we got we get Tom Wilkinson in 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 rush hour too, man. You know, it's oh, like yeah. you don't necessarily think at first that he's gonna be be the bad guy, but shit, man, yeah, he played a damn twist. good bad guy. That twist, yeah. I mean, and I loved how, it was interesting how yeah. in Russia I loved how they kind of tied in like some historical things at the time, like the 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 last oh, yeah. British era um, of the empire in China, yeah. and how he they're all connected to that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of script writing. I was not expecting to see. Yeah, because it like open it, it like opens up on the last day of British rule or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, huh, that's it. I, I, and I looked it up and I was like, okay, they got the time frame right. All right, sweet. That's that's pretty neat. I dig it. <laughs> yeah, I thought, that, I thought that was pretty cool. That was, yeah. and it's just. And the way that the bad guy eventually dies, he falls to his death. Classic nineties <laughs> man, classic. <laughs> oh man! But you know the climax in Beverly Hills Cop—it's a shootout. We get actually uh, one of the most massive shootouts in the film at the end. Just like they—they they eventually have to go to Victor Maitland's house and they go charge in, and Victor Maitland's people are having like machine guns and. Taggart and Rosewood have like yeah they, they got up. like like automatic weapons and yet I feel like Maitland hired all his guys from the same place that Darth Vader hired all his guys because they keep like they're barely hitting anything <laughs> they're like they're like out of uniform stormtroopers or something man I'm telling you <laughs> man it's it was balls to the wall just shooting and. It was. Oh, oh man, it's <laughs> destruction it's, all over the place. <laughs> it does, and then you know, Axel gets his kill of Mike, uh, his best friend Mikey's murder. You know, and yeah. then, uh, dude, the, that after- scene, that scene at the beginning, where they knock Foley out, and then they just, just fucking execute that guy. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. What just happened here? <laughs> yeah, that's it's shocking. It's like when they kill Mikey, they just like bam. I mean, they they knocked Axel out cold, and I'm like, yeah, one of the well, because they, they make it seem like they're just giving him a warning, and they were gonna let him go. You know what I mean? Right. And then he just pops them right there on the ground. I'm just like, what just happened? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> just for just for German Baron Bonds? What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> just old German Baron Bonds. Yeah. Oh. Like, and then uh, there's a scene in Beverly Hills Cop where he goes to see Maitland in his office for the first time. Yes. Yes. And he gets thrown out through the window. Yes. Yes. And I wrote a note down here that says they had like six dudes to get him out of the building. And yet they still had to throw him out the window. It's like, they could have just shoved him out the door. They didn't have to throw him through the window. 
Yep. Yep. I was like, what, what the hell's going on here? Hey, man, what's going on? What the hell, man? The cops but, show up. But it but it actually, it worked because it, it set up the other stuff because he was getting brought in for uh, part of one of the things he was getting brought in for was destruction of property, you know? So disturbing the peace was also the thing too. Disturbing the peace. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm just like, okay, but still really you had six guys. I'm pretty sure you could have just taken care of it. <laughs> There's like those, those scenes just pop up and I'm like, Oh, there's just so many little scenes like that. I just, I, I could think of. And like, I will admit I've only seen rush hour like once and i do remember some scenes in rush hour but like i i've been with beverly hills cop like we're being biased because we've seen our films a lot more everyone re-watching them over and over so i don't have the freshest memory in rush hour so um yeah. but billy hills cop for me just like it it has like eddie murphy's comedy is gold like and there's some nice pop-ups from other people in the cast i didn't even mention the other two like kind of cameos in a way early on uh there's the most iconic scene alone is the banana in the tailpipe and he gets the yes. bananas from uh damon wayans he's like here's yeah, the banana, well, the well, like one scene of damon wayans which i was like wait a minute that's damon wayans what is he doing in this movie yeah this is yeah. one of his early roles it's like yeah, yeah. this is banana man just take the banana Shh, take the bananas. <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite kind of cameos that pop in a really early role <laughs> was uh bronson pigeon uh oh yeah surge yeah dude he was i loved him in this he was hilarious <laughs> uh, it's always good when when bronson Pinchot just kind of pops up in random movies yep uh, yeah. and i think this is probably why he got his uh, role as belky in uh, perfect strangers because of the accent yeah probably. Uh, probably perfect strangers was the first thing i ever saw him in me and my dad used to watch that all the time so yeah yeah Get the fuck out of here. No, I cannot. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so many. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's more comedy focused. I think there's, there's comedy bits in between action yeah. and Beverly Hills cop. That's what I'll mention. And that's kept the right balance. I want actually an action comedy. You, there's, I don't want, I don't want so much action and less comedy. I want kind of like a balance between comedy and action and belly Hills yeah. cop here does a little bit of both. It does. You sh- it showcases Eddie Murphy's uh, comedy. He improvises a lot of lines in this film, actually. Oh, the, okay. um, the, uh, uh, there's one point where they go to a strip club and, uh, <laughs> they do, detain like these two guys who are just robbing the strip joint who's like okay who's who steals from a strip club like why <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> but any any murphy just... well i mean if you think about it there's a lot of cash flowing in a strip club i guess it can make some sense you know sure <laughs> i'm so... sure there are other options but this is the one they went with they went with yeah, with, yeah, and so they they ended up like taking care of the, that. But the scene after that is where they have to explain that to their captain, and uh, Eddie Murphy does like the super cop story. Like they yeah. came in, and that is all improvised all together. And mm. uh, John Ashton is in the corner, just like rubbing <clears throat> his like n- nose, and he's like laughing underneath because he couldn't like he's laughing so hard, but he's like trying to yeah. keep it in. And That's then, awesome. like, um, Judge Reinhold, actually, on the other side, he's actually pinching his thigh during the whole scene because it couldn't, uh-huh. la- he didn't want to leave room to take. So he's like, really, like, 
holding it in. Just That's as awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> so Eddie Murphy's comedy is like, it makes people laugh on the set and they're trying to like keep it straight. But Okay. Works. Okay. But does it have awesome outtakes? I don't think so. Come on, man. Rush Hour's got the outtakes at the end. <laughs> hey, that was a 90. They put the bloopers at the end credits all the time. That yeah. was a that I mean, was a thing. it's also a very Jackie Chan thing. Like, pretty much all of his, at least his American yeah. movies, did you, that. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, people just want to see him, like, fucking up his stunts. You know what I mean? That's why. Yeah. And I will admit, Jackie Chan was probably my favorite part of the uh the film alone because yeah. i've I, I was i seen a few jackie chan's films and knowing that brett ratner you know wanted to bring him on for his like first american film to bring him over and he had to convince him to do the film and uh later on i've i read that jackie chan doesn't really like this film as much like hmm. he is like i guess his english speaking wasn't that stellar apparently so yeah I guess. You, you can tell it's 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 really not great and it's i assumed really that that was him. actually what his his speech was like so I, I didn't think he was like faking it for this movie but yeah it, it's kind of like but, watching old arnold schwarzenegger movies you know before his yeah, english got better true. you know yeah. true so <laughs> true but yeah, yeah i think jackie chan is probably the best part of the film like i the way he does his stunts, like the normal Jackie Chan stuff, and yeah, and his lines are just you know the situational, like the like way like Jackie Chan. Yeah, the, the way he's Jackie able Chan. to deliver humor is incredible. This like subdued humor, where it's like Chris Tucker's like the over the top humor. Jackie Chan brings it down, but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jackie Chan is the fish out of the water story where he comes to America and Eddie Murphy's doing the same thing where he's going from Detroit to Beverly Hills. He's got a, like a kind of a fish out of water story going on. Like the differences yeah. between the two places and Jackie Chan does the same thing. He sees differences between the two countries and uh, even like Chris Tucker for a, there's a scene where they're getting like, like Chinese food and they're like, where's the soul yeah. food, man? No soul food. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, the the budding like connections between characters, like I see that with Jackie Chan, and Chris Tucker, and then in Belly Hills Cap, I see that, that with Axel Foley, Taggart, and Rosewood, they become like a, a team later on. You know, as they just have great chemistry. Yeah, it's very true. Um, I'll have to go and watch uh, all the other Beverly Hills Cop movies now. <laughs> yeah, uh, you said there's like what? There's like what, four of them. I don't even know. You said Rush Hour is the best out of the three, right? I think the first one is the best of the three. Yeah. So I still like the others, but I do think the first one's the best. Yeah. I th- so this is <clears throat> you know the the original. This is a, this is a good one. The second one gets better. It's more eighties because, oh, mind okay. you, Belly Hills Cop is like in eighty four. This is a transition from like the late seventies into the eighties. Yeah. So you kind of got that like the seventies style going in a little bit. Uh, 87 is when back, uh, Billy Hills Cop 2 came out, and that is when definitely the 80s popped in. You got the bright colors. <laughs> it's actually directed by Tony Scott, actually. Uh, he oh, directed okay. the film after Top Gun, so uh, he uh, it, it pops with color. And uh, I wouldn't watch Billy Hills Cop 3. I mean, if you want to finish the trilogy and be a completionist, I mean, yeah, go I'm, for it. I'm, I'm a completionist when it comes to that. The I'm going to watch them. Not, I'm going to watch the them third, all. The third one's not that good. <laughs> yeah. uh, to be honest, it's uh, 
it's it's interesting but yeah i uh i just remember this film a lot and i I do have like a funny story i always tell to people whenever i can in high school i had to do like a monologue to just audition for a play and i don't even know what the play was i was just like nervous i was just want to try something new do theater and you just have to pick any monologue in the world and i had to like choose between movie monologues and i was like there's a monologue at billy hills cop uh i chose the one which mind you i did not think clearly i it has the n-word in it it's the one at the oh. hotel <laughs> it was like i love billy oh, Hills no. Cop, but I'll, I'll choose this one as my monologue and i end up like being so nervous reading it off and i'm like oh maybe i sh-. that's why i didn't get hired for the play but <laughs> i was just like uh but i love the film so much i chose it as a monologue i was like all right i'll uh I'll be like Axel Foley. <laughs> I wanted to be just like him. Yeah. He was so like smarmy. <laughs> and I just loved the way it, he can get through anything. You know, the way he talks, like he's got a freaking suite with the regular room rate at the hotel. It's you know, true, and then at, at the end, you know, the police paid for everything. So it was like, God damn, he's so lucky with the way he sets things up. And Including gets, some extra robes. Yes. <laughs> I, got, I got three of them in my bag. Yep. Which, I mean, I'm sorry, but that tiny bag, there's no way he fit three of them plus anything else. I noticed that him. too, but I loved how when he first came to the hotel, he, this, like the valet comes up and he's like, uh, is that your bag? Can I get that? Sure, go get it. And he just takes it as like, yeah, he's like, because <laughs> Axel fully drives like, a crappy Chevy Blue Nova. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm such a character in the film. Which again, like flipped opposite in in Rush Hour because Chris Tucker's character has like a really nice shiny sports car as Daddy's driving yeah. around in. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's very '90s because like that's kind of what you get in '90s stuff. It's like it's like shiny, it's big, it's it's flashy. That's, that's kind of what they did. Yeah, it's it's very much big and flashy. Yeah, very much. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rush hours in Los Angeles, so it kind of yeah showcases the nineties in Los Angeles at least. You know, it kind of be like, like here's Beverly Hills in the eighties, here's Los Angeles in the nineties. So yeah, the and there's like the female character in both films that really don't do as much. I mean, I know that I mean in Rush hour she does a lot more. Yeah, but, I mean, honestly, not really. Uh, you talk about the bomb tech lady in, in Russia. Yes. She doesn't. Yeah, she's kind of there to to bust Chris Tucker's balls a bit and serve as as all what you might think could be some sort of romantic thing, but never really does. And then, like, they make her seem kind of weak throughout. Like, oh, she's not good at her job because she's she's in her all in her head about defusing a bomb. And she does it in the end, but it takes her to the last, like, I don't know. I think she could have been a bit stronger of a character. Yeah, you know, it's, um, <clears throat> and I, it's kind of the same thing with Jenny in, uh, in Billy yeah. Hills Cop. She's just there to bust Axel's balls and they've been, they've been friends with Mikey since they were kids. And honestly, honestly, I really want a prequel. I want to see a prequel of Axel, Jenny and Mikey as like kids and teenagers doing like crimes and stuff as kids before be cool. become becomes a cop nice like, yeah because you get to hear all that stuff from mikey before you die you know he talks about like remember that time we stole that car you know and i got you know i took the, took it you know i went to jail for that and it's like i want to see like the behind like the prequel stories of their 
childhood stuff. And I'm like, because ah. hmm. I, I love Mikey. Mikey, like Tanina was just like, you know, I'm cool almost guy. surprised that there was never like a prequel book. Cause that was like a big thing back then. You know, let's do some prequel no- novelizations and, and shit like that uh, for, for movies. So I'm almost I surprised just, that that was never one. No, I really want to, I am. That's, that's my idea, folks. I really want to do a Billy Hills cop prequel. Uh, just Axel Foley as a as a teen, like you, you'll get more hints of it in two. Like two, he really hammers in what he was as a as a teen, like what he's done, you know, as he yeah. does things. Um, but no, Jenny does. You know, like <laughs> when they first meet up after a long time at the the gallery, and it's like, boy, you you got old. Fuck you, Axel. <laughs> <laughs> they like to bust each other's balls. Oh, I love Jenny. She was just like, but she, yeah, she tries to help out Axel whenever possible, especially driving him around because it's like you still drive that crappy Chevy Blue Nova. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they start laughing about that. So, yeah. So, uh, I think we should uh, let's figure this out, man. I think it's time. Yeah, yeah. There's a. Uh... Next you know you want to vote. Point. You know you want to vote for Rush Hour. Uh, <laughs> you make it sound like... Who are you voting for, Mike? Come on, tell me. <laughs> like, seriously, like, as an action comedy, like, like I said, the balance is, like, straightforward here with Belly Hills Cop. Like, it is, like, night and day, because... And Eddie Murphy, like, he, like for his first outing, like, and I, and I know, like, I think Chris Tucker has been in a couple of films beforehand, you know, kind of the same thing as Eddie Murphy because Eddie Murphy was in like 48 hours and trading places. And then Chris Tucker was like in the fifth element. And I think Brett Ratner's other, like for his first film, like money talks before rush hour came in. So there's kind of a thing, evil level going on here, but I just think that like when I, when I watch rush hour again, probably not. <laughs> And watch Billy Hills Cop again over and over. I can because I have the DVD set over and over, so I can watch all three films anytime I want. So I just love Billy Hills Cop more. Okay, than well, Rush Hour. Well, I'm I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I too am voting for Beverly Hills Cop. I watched yeah. this movie for the first time, and I was like. <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is going to be the most difficult thing to try to sell Rush Hour over this movie when I already know that it's the superior movie. <laughs> nice. I was like, I, 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 I knew before we even started, but I knew before I even rewatched Rush Hour that I was going to I was going to pick Beverly Hills Cop. But I'm not the only one who picked Beverly Hills Cop, Mike. Because the fans picked Beverly Hills Cop at a 60-40 split uh, on our Twitter poll here. Yeah, so there you that's, go, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. There's there's a win for the 80s. Uh, there it is. A unanimous win for Beverly Hills Cop. How, do that, how does Cop. that make you feel? I feel overzealous. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously, like, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop is a film you need to watch folks if you haven't already, cause it is, it's worth it. Like every second of it, like it's, it's a masterclass of action comedies in the eighties and Eddie Murphy's funny. Eddie Murphy's great. It's great. Yeah. 
it's Great true, stuff. man. He, he he is. He's brilliant in this movie. And so uh, I will I will give it up to the 80s on episode two uh, here. Can't uh, can't deny it. Can't deny it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is unanimous. And you know what? Let's te- let me tease up the next battle, the next episode, the next round of yes. battles. Uh, the, the category, the topic, if you will. Uh, it's not a genre this time. Uh, we're going back to people. Uh, this time we're focusing on Tom Hanks. Tom yes. Hanks. That's right. And right now, I'm, I'm, I, I have a hard sell right now because uh, I will also tease, tease. Let me tease this too. Uh, <laughs> I'll tease the movies. I'll tease the movies for next time. Go for it. Uh, uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, because uh, if you notice, our pattern is that we choose topics each round. So this is, this is Josh's topic. Uh, he chose Save and Prime Ryan. And so I had to pick an 80s Tom Hanks film to combat that. And the only one that I could passionately talk about and try to uh, convince Josh of, probably, is Turner and Hooch from 89. So uh, Save and Prime Ryan versus Turner and Hooch is going to be a, a very dark, a very like drastic... It's weird because like, the first two episodes... Like the movies have had a lot of like, like similarities that we can, you know, a lot, you know, they kind of, they kind of go together. I don't think I've ever seen Turner and Hooch. So I'm just like, I don't think, I really don't, other than Tom Hanks being in it, I don't know what kind of similarities there's going to be in these movies, but I'm interested to find out. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we'll see. Uh, (laughs) God, maybe, well, let us know what you think about this battle. Let us know what uh, you want to see in the future here and uh, at the battle of the decades here. That's right. Be sure to uh, vote in our poll on the uh, Merck, the movie blog, uh, Twitter page at movie blog, Merck. Uh, you can vote which of those two you like the best. And, uh, and then we'll share that with you on the next episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Make sure you yeah. follow the Twitter account make sure you follow along and vote in this polls. Cause those are very important. Uh, the votes were not that high, but they still counted. So, yeah, more votes the better. Uh, it right. goes on for the sh- series. So yeah, out, uh, speaking of Twitter, Josh, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Movie Blog Merc. That is the Twitter page for Merc with a Movie Blog. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can uh, be sure to follow us there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button if you like what you're watching, and click that little bell uh, if you you know, want to know what else we're doing over here. A lot of a lot of cool shows and whatnot. Uh, and if you're listening on podcast form, head over to anchor.fm slash movie blog Merc. You'll leave us a voice message. Play that gladly play that on air. Uh, yeah. If I like what you have to say, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you have uh, an opinion on the upcoming episode of the movies that we're doing between yeah. Saving Private Ryan, Turner and Hooch, and Hooch, leave us a leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear some uh, some love thoughts to hear there. That. If, uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, you can leave a five-star review, and uh, we'll read read that out on air as well. Uh, and be sure to follow on Twitter at MovieBlogMerk, like I said. And Mike, where can they find you? Oh, they can always find me on Twitter and sometimes on Instagram at Mike Mixtape. Uh, I, I tweet out a bunch of movie stuff, sometimes a lot of 80s stuff. So if you want to get some exclusive 80s deets on shows, movies, or whatever I'm watching, go follow me on Twitter at Mike Mixtape. Uh, it's definitely a place to go. Um, uh, a lot of things on my Twitter bio I'm doing as well. A lot of stuff that I'm doing 
podcast wise there my own network i'm working on over these past couple of years or so just trying to build up my catalog of podcasts i do a spy podcast with josh sometimes called deep undercover talk about the americans there's the godzilla podcast called minimum monsters as at, at minimum monsters with david b um there's a doctor who podcast that uh Further in the future, Josh will uh, make a guest appearance on talking about the doctor. Uh, way in the future, after this episode airs, um, called Tra- uh, TARDIS, Trans- Transmitting and Receiving Doctors in Space. And uh, I fourth podcast that I do that does not have a Twitter account, but I will mention it because I, I love the love it a bit. It's a Highlander Quest, a movie by minute podcast where I cover Highlander movie uh, by each freaking fucking minute. It's fantastic. And How many minutes uh, are you up to now? Uh, well, at this point I stopped, uh, we're at like 15 minutes right now 15, and it's just, oh. it's, uh, <clears throat> it's a process, but, uh, 1986 film Highlander. It's great. I love that. Film. I don't know Jeez, if I'd so have much. the patience to do that. I give you a lot of props, man. Cause I don't know if I can do it <laughs> each minute, man. Um, uh, but those oh. podcasts are going to be coming out pretty soon. I promise you, I'm just working on that. But the main one I do outside of Merck here is into the grid the power just podcast that i do with yes. sean and uh i've been trying to edit the uh, latest episode but i'm in kind of a rut lately but you know we're in a new season we recorded a few episodes of the new season we're yes. on a roll here with power rangers we love power rangers and uh give it a listen at going to yeah. the grid it's a damn good show Rangers. folks if uh, if you're into power rangers at all give it a give it a listen it's damn good Damn good. And I'm not just saying that because I've been on it several times. He's had, he has been. <laughs> has been, yes. Uh, good stuff there. Uh, last Call last call for sure is another podcast you can listen to as well. Yes, at Last feed. Call. H-I-M-I-M. It's my How I Met Your Mother podcast. Last Call at McLaren's. Check it out. Just want to mm. drop that too. Uh, yes, thanks for listening and watching. And uh, we'll s- stay tuned for the next battle because there's going to be a epic battle upon us next time. Catch you later.